It says, if any man be in Christ, any woman be in Christ, any person be in Christ, they are a brand new creation. The old has passed away and everything is made new. Everything is touched by Jesus in your life. Everything. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thank you so much for joining us. Today, we're continuing the series, Tag a Friend, with part two of the message, A Conversation with Little Big Man. Last time, we saw how Jesus encountered a man named Zacchaeus in, of all places, a tree. He called him down out of the tree and visited his house, where Zacchaeus experienced a revolutionary transformation. I'm really looking forward to sharing with you how the story ends, so let's go right to part two of the message, A Conversation with Little Big Man. The crowd says, don't shout out to him, don't cry out to him, don't do something unusual to get to him, just be one of us. But when the hunger gets a hold of you, you will do anything to get to Jesus. You will do anything. And so Bartimaeus just cried out till Jesus stopped and little big man climbed the tree just to see Jesus. And there he is. There he is. He's looking down. And sometimes, folks, listen, you and me have got to say to the crowd, I don't care what you think. I don't care what you say. I'm going to walk with Jesus. I'm going to talk with Jesus. I'm going to grow in him. I'm going to come to know him because I know that in five years, you're not going to be around anyway, but he is. And so I'm going to walk with him. And I don't care what you say. Teenagers have got to do that in school. Business people have got to do that out there in the business world. Go ahead and come out of the closet. Everybody else is. So I just picture him up there, hands gripping the limbs, eyes peeled on the approaching crowd. He's trying to pick out which one is he, which one is he. And then he began to see that all the eyes were turned and fixed on one man. And this one man is leading the group and all the people are swarming around him. And he's not much to look at. He's not a looker. He's not Hollywood handsome. But there's something about him that immediately grabs the eye. He walks with grace. He walks with authority. He walks with power. There is something on him that I can't take my eyes off of. There's something about this Jesus that I can't ignore. That's got to be him. He's the one, and he's watching, and his eyes are fixed. He's working his way through the crowd. He's moving towards Jericho, this massive crowd around him. And right when he's passing the tree that little big man is in, he stops again, and he looks up and looked right at him and said, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm coming to your house today. I hear something in that command. Zacchaeus, come out of your old life. Come out of your old ways. This is your moment, your hour, your time. I'm calling you. Come out of your tree. 
Come out of this lifestyle. Come out of the way you've been living. Because Zacchaeus, I've got something for you you can't imagine if you will just come to me. And I think he says to people today, I think he says, come out of your tree, whatever your tree is, whatever you're involved in, going your own way, living your own life, doing your own thing. He says to you and to me, to all the human race, come out of that tree, come out of that bondage, come out of that lifestyle, come out of that sin, come out of that darkness and come down to me. And if you do, I'm coming to your house. I like that. I really do think he almost fell out of the tree. He couldn't believe. And he had to be thinking. He had to be thinking. How does this man I've never met know my name? Now, in our message series, we've already dealt twice with Jesus knowing all about somebody he'd never met. We have Jesus meeting a down and outer, the woman at the well, the shady lady. He meets her at the well, and he read her mail. He told her everything she'd ever done. She went running into the town and said, come see a man who has told me everything I ever did. And the reason she was amazed is because she'd never met him, but he knew about her the down and outer. Zacchaeus was an up and outer. He was successful. He was rich. He had a position. He had power, but he was still lost. And our society is full of both types. Down and outers, they are ostracized. They're out there. They don't have much to offer. They live in difficult circumstances. They have no authority, no power. But Jesus took time to stop and talk to one of them And the up and outer, Jesus called him by his name. He was rich, successful, and yet he was out because he was lost. And Jesus took time to talk to him. And out there, there are people that have all kinds of money. They got position. They got power. But truth be known, on the inside, they're dying. And they know it. Something is wrong. Something is missing. This money has not satisfied me. This position has not fulfilled me. I know there's got to be something more to life. Lord, I hope there's more to life than this. Jesus called one of those, the up and outer, come down. Zacchaeus thought he was seeking Jesus. But I'm going to tell you, Jesus was seeking him. Jesus knew this man was going to be in the tree before he ever arrived. It was the providence of God and the working of the Holy Spirit on Zacchaeus' heart that got him up in that tree. So Jesus didn't look up and say, oh, somebody's up there. Jesus knew and said, well, I knew you were up there. Zacchaeus, I know your name. Come down. Now I want to talk to you about Jesus' call to Zacchaeus because it's the same way he calls you and me. It's a prototype for the way he deals with all people. Notice this. First, it was a personal call. Jesus' call to Zacchaeus was personal. Notice with me, he didn't look up and say, "Uh, you, sir, come down. Like he was just one of many. No, he knew him individually. He knew his name. How did you know my name having never met me? Well, you don't know who you're talking to yet, but let me tell you how I know. Because I'm God, wrapped in skin, incarnated, come to die for the sins of the world. And being God, I know everything. So I not only know your name, I know the name of everybody on planet earth and I know their life and I can read the mail of every one of them. It was a personal call. Zacchaeus, you, don't you know that immediately Zacchaeus thought, oh wow, he knows who I am. None of us got saved where Jesus said, you, sir, you lady, come to me. No, we heard our name called. It says, the shepherd knows the name of the sheep. It says, the shepherd calls the sheep by name. 
So he called Zacchaeus by his name. He knew all about him. There's another man in the Bible named Nathaniel. He's in John's gospel. You can read about in chapter one. Nathaniel was told about Jesus by Philip. Philip said, hey, we found the Messiah. And Nathaniel said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? And Philip said, come and see for yourself. Can we say that together? Come and see. That's what everybody in church ought to be telling people out there. Come and see. Come and see. Come and see for yourself. Come and see, Nathaniel. So Nathaniel is walking towards Jesus, and Jesus all of a sudden blurted this out. He said, there truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. He read his mail. Nathaniel knew, that's me. How did he know me? And so listen to what he said to Jesus. How do you know me? Word know there means know fully, know completely, know thoroughly. How do you completely know me? You never even met me. Jesus said, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree. Now notice, he saw Nathaniel under a fig tree. He saw Zacchaeus up in a fig tree. Here's the message. Good things happen in fig trees. So he sees Nathaniel under the fig tree before he ever actually came on the scene. He saw him. So in the same way, he saw Zacchaeus in the fig tree before he ever got there. Nathaniel cried out and he said, Rabbi, you are the son of God. Jesus said, you're going to see way greater things than me knowing all about you. So everybody say with me, it was a personal call. And what I want to tell you about that today is simply this. Jesus knows you. He knows your struggles. He knows your temptations. He knows your heartaches. He knows your burdens. He knows you. He knows all about you today. It was a personal call. So Jesus sought him out and called him by his name. And then I also see it was a punctual call. It was punctual. Punctual means to get something done within a designated time. It means to be timely. It was a punctual call in that it was timely. Now, folks, we got to understand something about God. Our God is a God of exquisite timing. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. It says, in the fullness of time, God sent his son, born of a woman, in the fullness of time. So there is a calendar in heaven. There is an hourglass in heaven, and it is perfect. It is exquisite. It is to the microsecond. And it is a calendar in which God has said, on this day, I'm going to do this. On that day, I'm going to do that. There is a designated time for every single purpose and every move of God under heaven. A designated time. I want you to notice that Jesus said, I must stay at your house today. Notice the divine imperative. I must. I'm on God's timetable. I'm on God's calendar. I'm going according to the timing of my Father. And this is the day that I must stay at your house today today. In the same way that we saw that Jesus had to pass through Samaria where the woman at the well lived, it says in this account, he said, I must stay at Zacchaeus's house that day. Both times, divine imperative, both times. I must, had to, have to. This is the moment. There was a day, an hour, a moment on heaven's calendar when a man named Zacchaeus was slated to receive a divine knock on the door of his heart. See, I believe when Jesus visits you and I, pay real close attention. When that visit comes, 
Because it's on God's time. It is God's choosing. It is God's season, God's moment, God's hour, God's second to knock on the door of our heart. There was a day set aside of divine visitation for Zacchaeus. It was the day God set aside. It was the most important day of his entire life. Let me tell you about important days. The most important day in our life is not the day we stand next to somebody at an altar and say, I do. It is not when we walk across the stage and receive that degree. It is not when the boss calls us in and gives us a great big fat raise. That's not the most important day in our life. The most important day in our life is the day that God sets aside to divinely I can remember when I heard the gospel in juvenile detention center when I was lost and never heard about Christ. And I was 16 years old in big trouble, deep trouble. And I heard the gospel the third night that I was there. A guard came to my room and said through the door, Wickwire, you want to come hear some people talk to you about Christianity? I didn't even know what Christianity was. But I would have gone to see Bozo the Clown to get out of that cell. So I went. And when I went, I heard the gospel. And that night, that moment, that hour was God's moment for Jeff Wickwire. And the knock came on my heart, the knock. It's that divine knock. It's not like any other knock. It is when heaven knocks. It is when the Holy Spirit knocks. It is when Jesus is standing at the door. It's where Jesus said in uh, Revelation 3, verse 20, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And if any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. It's the divine knock. And I remember thinking to myself, I remember being very aware and thinking that this was a moment that may not come for me again. That it was a select moment, a special moment. And that I needed to make a decision. And I did. And because way back then, sitting in juvenile home with a bond on my head, couldn't get out, my dad couldn't pay it. I heard the gospel, and that's why I'm here today, because of that. The Bible says all kinds of things about that beautiful word today. Yesterday is gone. Someday isn't here yet. You may not have tomorrow, but we have today, today. The Bible says today when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. And then 2 Corinthians 6, verse 2, God says, At just the right time I heard you. On the day of salvation I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. You hear all those words? Wow. Right time. Day. Right time. Now. Today. The day. Jesus' call was personal. And it was punctual. It was timely. But it was also plain. It was as plain as it could be. How simple is this? Make haste and come down. We don't need an interpreter for that. Make haste and come down, Zacchaeus. No debating, no second guessing, no wondering what he meant. Jesus was clear and he was plain. And here's what he was saying. If you do what I say, Zacchaeus, I will come into your house. And by implication, I'm going to come into your whole life. I'm going to ask you a question. Here's the tree. Let's just say this is the fig tree. Here's Jesus. Come down. Make haste. Come down, Zacchaeus. Today I must come to your house. What if Zacchaeus had said, you know, I wanted to see you, but I don't want to go that far with this thing. So it's been great, Lord, meeting you. Have a good trip to Jericho. Thanks for letting me see the magic tricks. But I believe I'll stay in this tree 
this lifestyle, this sin. Would Jesus have gone on and then one day told the disciples, let's circle back and approach him again? No, it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened. There was a moment, there was a time, there was a second, there was an hour, there was a day. It was Zacchaeus' day. And he made it so plain. And you know, the terms of salvation are so clear, everybody. It's A, B, C. Acknowledge, A, acknowledge yourself to be a sinner. Zacchaeus did that. He said, man, I know I'm a sinner. I stole from these people. And so I'm going to repent. I'm going to turn around and go the other way. And I'm going to make it real clear that, Lord, I'm getting clean with you. I repent. And that's what acknowledging sin is. It means you agree with God. I'm a sinner. Yes, the Bible tells us so. Everybody has sinned and falls short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, not a single one. We've all turned aside. We've all gone our own way. And that's why he laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all, not most, but us all. So acknowledge A. B is simple. Believe. It's where you put your belief that matters. Because you can believe in a rock or a stone or another person or hugging a tree or some other religion, and it won't get you saved. You've got to believe in the right place. It says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in the Lord Jesus, Acts 16.31 says, and you will be saved. You will be. You and your household says Acts 16.31. In other words, when you get saved, it immediately impacts your whole household. That's A and B. Acknowledge and believe. How simple is that? And then C, consider yourself saved. God's not a divine tease. God doesn't lie. If we say, Lord, I believe that you're the Savior of the world. I ask you to forgive me. My sins come into my heart. He doesn't say, well, I'll think about it, or maybe not you. No, it says in the Bible that everybody who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So you consider it done. You consider it done. ABC, acknowledge, believe, consider. It's that simple. It's a plain call. So it was a personal call, a punctual call, a plain call, but here's the best part. It was a promising call. Always loaded with a promise. And the same promise is extended to you and me. The words of Jesus promised much more than a casual meeting at Zacchaeus's house over tea or coffee. Jesus wasn't just saying, I'm going to come visit you and then I'm going to move along and we'll just have a nice little shallow chat. That's not what he was after. It was a promise. I can hear this in Jesus' call. Zacchaeus, none of your neighbors will come home with you. You've managed to dig yourself into a real hole, Zacchaeus. You've got the whole world, but you've got nobody. You don't have any friends, Zacchaeus. Nobody will touch you because you robbed them. You hurt them. So Zacchaeus, here's the deal. When everybody else walks out, I walk in. Have you found that to be true? And since nobody in this town will have anything to do with you, Zacchaeus, I want you to know that I, the Lord of glory, the healer, the raiser of the dead, am going to come to your house if you will do your part and come out of that tree. What a promise. Zacchaeus did it and it totally changed his life. And folks, you can never come to Jesus without it totally changing your life. Let's just be clear. If you say you know Jesus and and your life has never changed, you don't know Jesus. I'm going to say that again. You say, well, Pastor, that sounds judgmental. It's not judgmental. It's true. If you say you know Jesus, but your life hasn't changed, you're still doing the same old things and living the same life, then you don't know Jesus. You're deceived. 
Because the real Jesus will revolutionize. He will shake your world. The real Jesus changes everything. And I'm talking about in a good way. The real Jesus changes everything. He makes everything different. He makes everything better. And that's exactly what Zacchaeus would soon find out. It says, if any man be in Christ, any woman be in Christ, any person be in Christ, they are a brand new creation. The old has passed away and all, everything has become new. Everything is made new. Everything is touched by Jesus in your life. Everything. So the Bible says Zacchaeus received him into his home. Now, if you come here much, you know that I say this a lot. Words matter, especially Bible words. And this word received is powerful. It means more than just opening the door and letting him into the house. The word received here means to receive beneath the surface, to take in. The idea is this. Zacchaeus didn't just receive Jesus as another guest, one of many, but he received Jesus beneath the surface. Here. He received him beneath the surface. And because he received him beneath the surface, that means he got saved. That means he accepted him into his heart. And the genuineness of the faith was by his repentance. I've stole, I've cheated. Lord, you know what I've done. I'm going to restore it all. Forgive me. Jesus said, salvation has come to this home today. To the home. That word salvation means more than getting to heaven. It means to be delivered from the power of sin. He was saying, man, I've been a crook, a liar, a cheat, a thief. But not only have I been saved, but I have been delivered from the power of that wicked lifestyle. It no longer has a grip on me. Isn't that beautiful? And Jesus closed it by this, and I'll close with this. He said, now all of the rest of you in this house, I want you to look, and let me tell you something. See this man? He just repented. He just gave his heart to me. He told me what he was going to do in light of his repentance. Now that I'm in his heart, he's accepted me as Savior. I want you to know that he's an example of why I came. I came to seek and I sought him and I sought the woman at the well. And we're going to see more that he sought in the weeks to come. I sought him and I called him. And now he's saved. And that's why I came. Well, that's it for this time. I hope you enjoyed the message and that you're encouraged over the fact that if Jesus could change a man like Zacchaeus, he can change you too. Now, don't go anywhere because we've got some important Life Talk information to share with you. And don't forget to tune in tomorrow where I'll be sharing our fourth and final message in this series called A Cry from the Tombs. We'll see you then. A Conversation with Little Big Man is the third message of Pastor Jeff's series, Tag a Friend. You can own a copy of this four CD set for just $20 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, Tag a Friend, for only $30 plus shipping. 
by logging on to LifeTalkRadio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff Wickwire, and I am so excited to announce that Turning Point Church will be launching Reach Bible College and Seminary this November. Whether you've been in ministry for years or you're just getting started, Reach Bible College and Seminary will help you reach your goals. Our affordable bachelor and master degree programs are designed to incorporate practical ministry alongside a sound theological education. Why wait until you finish your education before starting your ministry? We're now enrolling for the winter trimester that begins November 28th. For more information, visit our website at www.reachdfw.org. That address again is www.reachdfw.org. You can also visit our information table before and after any of our weekly services at Turning Point Church. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast.